right. That's right, Bart. <laughs> I just want to take the time to thank everybody who's been helping us these past five weeks. Um, our house here has totally blessed us. I mean, from our greeters, our ushers, to people cleaning the bathrooms, to people cleaning the house here. Um, I just want to take our media, uh, our worship team, thank you so much for your sacrifice. Thank you so much for the time that you devote to this place because there's nothing we could ever do without any help. Like, we don't do this by ourselves. Like, we're a team here. It takes to make the, the team to make the dream happen, right? That's what we say here. Um, and I just want to thank everybody for that, um, for your hard work and, and the labor that goes into doing these five weeks. And um, I'm just very thankful for that. Um, but I, 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 you know, <laughs> last night I was just such a mess with the Lord. Like, I had been given these words and given these words, and now these words are coming to pass, and I'm like, Lord, I'm like, you're overwhelming me with your, the, the, the very thing that I talked about last night about the Lord re lavishing and the Lord releasing, if you guys have not been here, go back and watch the videos. Go back and watch, because, uh, you know, the one thing I learned years ago, how thankful I was for media and how you can receive the impartations through media. You can receive, you can be right there in that same presence at that moment when God was releasing things through media here in the house, through the media, you can still go back and receive it. And I've had many people tell me who are not even in our state who have gone and watched things on the media and they've been transformed, they've been touched. Some of them have been healed these past weeks through just watching and us praying for them online uh, from this place here, you know? And so I, I, I'm just so thankful for that. And so um, go back and watch them if you didn't get to come to all the services because every service there was an increase. Every service there was more uh, impartation, more change. And, and the one thing that I saw the Lord beginning to do was transformation. And we were going through this, through this process of ourselves with the Lord of transformation. And uh, that's one thing the Lord has been talking to me a lot about is transformation. And, um, and we went from, I'm going to tell you kind of like a step process how the Lord's been doing things. Because I think it's so beautiful how he takes us through step processes. Because if he gave it all to us at one time, it would be way too much for us to handle. We couldn't, we, it would be way too much for your body to handle. But in 2 Corinthians uh, 5.17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. You know, we think that that's just a scripture for when you give your life to the Lord. But it's not. You'll have moments of your life where you have to die to yourself let God come in and, and, and take possession of your mind, your body, your thoughts all over again and do a new thing inside of you for the new creation, for the new things God has put inside of you that are now giving, you're giving birth to and you're beginning to see it come alive. And so, and then in Ezekiel 36, 26, it says, and I give you a new heart, a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. 
These whole five weeks, we've gone through a, such a process in our hearts. It's like he's tearing down walls in our heart. He's, he's breaking down all of those pieces that have been wounded and hurt and that have been broken at times, and he's putting it all back together again. And, and, and you know, the one thing that I've been doing, and I know others have been doing here, is like um, the, the crying out. Um, the crying out and the transformation of your mind. I want to I wanna find that. In Psalms 139, 23 through, through 24, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there would be any grievous way in me and lead me in your way everlasting. If there's anything in our hearts, that's what the process has been. God, if there's anything in our hearts that's there, that was produced from wounds or hurt, that you would come in and mend our hearts again, that you would come in and put it back together to its original state, that I can begin to encounter you in love in my heart again. And then he comes in and he's been coming and transforming our, our minds, renewing our minds, like in Romans 12 too. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you, might, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Perfection in our eyes is not the same perfection like Jesus. The one thing that the Lord looks at is our hearts. He's like, all I want is your heart. That's all I want this season. The other stuff, your, the renewal of your mind is what is a process to you changing the ways that you have made mistakes in or you've made bad decisions in. The Lord comes in, renews your mind daily, and takes you through the process of transformation of your mind, your body, and your soul together. And that's what's been happening in a lot of people that have been coming in through this revival, through the Northwest Ohio outpouring. There's an outpouring of Holy Spirit. And once they come in and they sit before the Lord, the Lord takes them through this same process of transformation of their mind and their body and their soul. And then let me tell you where we, where we end up at. That's so good. And this is what I felt last night. Last night, there was such... A touch of heaven in this place that I began to hear the the cry of the heart of the body of Christ you know uh, I was listening even this morning Jason Upton has this song and it's called in the silence and last night we were having moments of silence in here and everything would just stop and we were just before the Lord for a moment and he talks about your soul crying out. I want to I want to read you those words real quick because it was it was so um it was so beautiful what those words are. I know I put it in here but I think I put it in my notes over here. There was just so much God was speaking to me about this morning. It says in that song my my soul is screaming out and my broken will cries teach me what your kingdom's all about. Unite my heart to fear you, to fear your holy name, and create a life of worship in the spirit and truth of your loving way. I love that because I felt that's what was happening last night. 
It's like silence came in. And I began to hear and feel people's souls crying out. When your soul begins to cry out for more of the Lord, it's very different than you just reading your word and reading about the Lord. Because there's a spirit-to-spirit connection at that moment. And it's no longer you thinking or you no, you no longer speaking from your mouth. But it's like you come before the Lord. Heaven drops down and it begins to touch you in such a deep way that your soul begins to respond to the Holy Spirit where God is beginning to pull on you to a deeper place with him of communion. We do communion in the natural, but there's a greater communion of your spirit becoming one with his spirit. And there's, there's a communion that's happening right now. And, and I, I was here this morning, and I got into the worship for a little bit, and I was just like, Lord, I began to see the Lord on the cross. And he began to speak to me about transgression. And I was like, God, you know, like, I, I, I learned it. I grew up Catholic. Transgression was a big thing we learned. He says, tell them I took all their transgressions at the cross. And then I go and I'm like, well, what is that? What is even the biblical meaning of transgression? Like, how do you even, because, you know, how I grew up learning transgression and what that was supposed to look like is very different than what the Lord says it is. It says, it says uh, ways that people betray you or violate somebody's trust. How many of you have been violated? Your trust has been betrayed in the body of Christ in ministry. I hear it all the time how people are wounded in the church. And the Lord says, we're moving from that. Because I took it on the cross, the transgressions that my children have been carrying for way too long. And I saw the Lord begin to take the hurt and the wounds from the body of Christ. And he took it back to the cross, back to the beginning when you first got saved. And he said, I'm going to take your transgressions on this flesh, on this body. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remind you because then what happens is he died in his flesh. And then we come to a process of dying to our flesh and ourself and things that we think that we're making decisions in and our wounds and our hurts. And God comes in and says, don't make decisions based on your wounds and your hurts. Die to yourself the way that I did on the cross. Die to yourself. And then as you begin to die to yourself, then the transformation begins inside of you. See, in our, in our area here, there's a big drug usage. And the Lord this morning began to tell me, he's like, tell them the longing is here. And he says, but the you know what longing means? It means to desire, to have a craving for. How is the devil coming and lied to everybody when they have an addiction? Of, uh, the, the, you'll hear the interviews with them. Oh, I, I just crave it. I, I just can't go another day without it. It's counterfeit 
to the longing we were originally supposed to have with the Lord. There's, there's a longing that came in here last night. And, and, and I just kept hearing that word again and again. He's like, I, I'm lo- there's a longing coming and the addictions of drugs, anything else that sometimes you can substitute for the real is filling the original longing and craving and desire for Christ. See, we're supposed to be the ones that cry out and say, I can't, I can't live without you, Lord. My soul cries out so much that I can't breathe without you. I can't take another step without you. I can't get out of my bed without you. I can't, my eyes don't even open until I'm with you. That's the kind of longing that's here. In Romans 8.28, it talks about, this is the, the Passion's translation. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continuously woven together for good. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. See, you don't come to God because you have to. You don't come to God because your mom or your dad or somebody told you you need to know Jesus. You come to God because you fall in love with him. There's something that awakens in your soul, in your spirit that wakes up and says there's something missing out of your life. Because the design purpose that he created you for has not happened yet until you come to know him. If all I did was read about him in the book and I never got to have a relationship with him or I never got to know his true heart and his love for me, I would not be transformed and I would not be changed. Let's talk about this longing in Psalm 63, 1 through 11. If you can turn there with me this morning. One thing that I loved about David was that he understood longing. Even when he was in a bad situation, something arose from inside of him that his soul cried out for God. Even when he was against the wall and people wanted to kill him, his soul cried out for God. In all those moments, I want you to read here what he talks about for the pure and shining ones. King David, this was a song he did in the middle of his wilderness. (laughs) Let's start with verse 1. We're in Psalms 63.1. Oh God of my life, I'm lovesick for you in this weary wilderness. I thirst with the deepest longings to love you more, with cravings in my heart that cannot be described. Such yearning grips my soul for you. My God, I'm energized every time I enter your heavenly sanctuary to seek more of your power and drink more of your glory. For your tender mercies, 
mean more to me than life itself. How I love and praise you, God. Daily I will worship you passionately with all my heart. My arms will wave to you like banners of praise. I overflow with praise when I come before you. For the anointing of your presence satisfies me like nothing else. You are such a rich banquet of pleasure to my soul. (laughs) I lie awake each night just thinking of you and reflecting on how you help me like a father. I sing through the night under your splendor shadow. We've been talking about Peter's and the shadow, right? It came from the splendor of who God is. Offering up to you my songs of delight and joy. With passion, I pursue and cling to you because I feel your grip on my life. I keep my soul close to your heart. Those who plot to destroy me shall descend into the darkness of hell, and they will be consumed by their own evil, become nothing more than dust under my feet. Paul talks about the dust, how he just dust his feet off to do the next thing God had for him when they were traveling from city to city. These liars will be silenced forever, but with the anointing of a king, I will dance and rejoice along with all his devoted lovers who trust in him. (laughs) That's exactly where we're at right now that your soul is crying out, that you can't wake up without him, that you can't go to sleep when, you, when your pillow hits. So many people have been telling me, I can't even go to sleep when I get home after the revival. I just stay awake, just wanting to spend time with him. Todd's talked about it. All I want to do is be with him all day and all night. See, when you're in love with somebody, you can't get enough of them. All you want to do is be with them. It's like, I don't want to hear anybody else. I don't want to hear no other voices. I don't want a a fellowship with nobody else. But all I want to do, God, is just consecrated being with you, you and me together, you abiding in me, me abiding in you, and us becoming one spirit to spirit that my soul craves you. That you don't crave anything else but the Lord. Look, I'm telling you right now, if you came in here having an addiction, God's going to break it off of you this morning. Because he's shifting things for you to understand that you don't have to crave the things of the world anymore. But you begin to come and long and crave the things of the Father. And something's going to happen where there's going to be a shift of renewing of your mind that you understand how much the Father loves you. Psalms 84, 2 through 4, if we can turn there, please. See, not many people know this side of the Lord. They really don't get to tap in 
to being in love with him. They just know that he's God. And they know all of the things about him. But they don't understand the connection of the deepness of his love with you and him in union. Let's start in verse 2. Deep within me are these lovesick longings, desires and daydreams of living in union with you. When I'm near you, my heart and my soul will sing and worship with my joyful songs of you, my true source of spring of life. O Lord of heaven's armies, my king and my God, even the sparrows and shallows are welcome to build a nest among your altars to raise their young. What pleasure fills those who live every day in your temple and join you as they worship you in your presence. There has been moments to this revival of stepping into the temple again. The veil will keep you from the temple because the veil comes upon your eyes and you think that you're not worthy enough to step into the temple. And God said, I did it already on the cross. That worthiness that he gives you was done on the cross. The wounds he took, everything that he took on for us was already done at the cross. So the veil has been removed, and you can begin to cross over and walk into the temple, and you will not die. The original temple was created to be to, for us to understand what it was going to look like. But that's not where it ends. There's a, a, a Todd said something uh, to be continued, or somebody said something last night uh, to be continued. That was just the beginning, and then he, there was a part two. And then Jesus comes and walks the earth and says, okay, now, now I'm the temple that was a laid-down lover for you. Now you become the temple, and you can step right into the temple whenever you want. And you won't die. I've had people tell us, oh, I, don't, I can't go to church because my sin is too much. I've sinned so much. I've done this and I've done that. That if I walk into your church, I'll probably die or something bad will happen. Or, or, or an attack may come on your church. It's funny when you think about it. But people think that way. I'm just too much of a mess that Jesus can't handle my mess. <laughs> and he's like, I took everything, everything on the cross. Your messes, your mistakes, your whatever you think is the worst you've done in your life, it's on the cross already. And he says, can you come into the temple? Can you come up here? We've been talking a lot about that. Come up here, come up here, come up here into the temple and fellowship with me. Yeah. 
See, it's funny how the enemy will come in our emotions to rob and steal from us, and we're quick to connect with that. But when the Lord comes in presence and spirit and truth comes in the door, we have a hard time with that part. Well, I'm not worthy enough. Well, you've been listening to the devil too long, and you're more than worthy because you're his child, you're his son, you're his daughter. He created you to be in the temple. He created you for fellowship. He created you to encounter him and to have these deep things with him. Read about the Lord in your word and you'll see how deep he is. Everything he shares in his word is deep, deep. Oh my God, better than gold and silver. But in those deep moments of him sharing of who he is, you've got to know to connect with that, to have real relationship and real fellowship. I don't know about you. I love reading my word. The word is beautiful to me. But I also want to get to know the Arthur. I want to get to know who wrote the book. I want to get to know Holy Spirit. I want to get to know the Lord in a deeper way that is beyond the words on a page. Psalms 28, 27, 8. You have said, seek my face. My heart says to you, your face, Lord, do I seek. There's a heart connection with the Father. And every time you come up here, there's a connection of your heart with his heart. Testimony after testimony, I have heard these five weeks of people being touched in their heart and the Lord healing their heart and people encountering the heart of Jesus and having visions of the heart of Jesus. Why was that important? Because your heart says to you, your face, Lord, do I seek. You can't access the face unless your heart begins to connect with his heart. There's such a a deep longing that is happening right now. Like something shifted right now. I could feel the shift in here. The true communion is here, guys. I'm I'm just seeing a harvest right now. Walking in a field of a harvest. Just close your eyes for just a moment. 
See, when you walk amongst the harvest, you begin to feel it and touch it, and you can smell the harvest. And it becomes so real to you. You know, oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, when we were decorating for just three days, the Lord told me, he says, I want you to go get some real harvest pieces, like this harvest here. And as I began to take it out of the packs, like, I've never really touched harvest. I've had dreams of it, and I've, ne- like, like, the wheat. And I began to pull it out of the pack, and it was so fragile, the harvest. And it broke so easily. And there was, some of it had budded, and some of it was already bloomed. And the Lord just began to speak to me through that. And he's like, you're going to have those that are going to come and, and they're, they're going to bloom, be in a blooming stage. And then they're going to have those that ha- just have seed inside of them. But all of them are going to be fragile. You have to be gentle with the harvest. That's where the church has gone wrong. You come in and and they want to judge you and they want to bash all the sins out of you. And the Lord says, you're breaking my body. You're breaking my body when it's already been broken for them on the cross. Why would you want to break them again when I already took their transgressions and their hurt and their pain at the cross? Why do you feel like you have to bash them to believe who I am? The harvest is fragile. (laughs) Who's going to be gentle to take care of the harvest? Who's going to come and clean them up? It's not your job to clean them up. It's the Lord's job. Because if you try to clean, let me tell you, if you try to clean real wheat... You can't do it. Once the, the once there's junk on that wheat, I had a dream one time, and I was sitting in the barn, and, and these bags of wheat were coming in. And I began to panic because I saw poop on the wheat. And I'm going through the bag, and I can smell the potty, and I can smell the poop, and I'm being frantic with the Lord, and I'm like, no, Lord, no, Lord, don't let this go to waste. Don't let the harvest go to waste, Lord. And I remember pulling out this harvest and trying to clean it up, and the Lord said, no, it's not your job to clean it up, because if you try to clean it up, you're going to break it and waste it. (laughs) Let me be God and let me come in and clean them up. Let me come and touch them. Let me create a transformation. Let me come in and take the brokenness that they're feeling that I became broken for them. (laughs) The harvest is coming, but you better get ready to be gentle with them. They've already gone through the wounds and the hurts and the betrayals and all this stuff already. (laughs) 
But when your heart is transformed to be like the Lord, look at every story. <laughs> look at every story, how he came to the woman at the well. <laughs> the woman with the issue of blood. <laughs> oh, my God. See, he never told the woman with the issue of blood, what did you do? What was your sin that you have an issue with blood? See, that's what religion says. What did you do wrong that you have these things going on in your life? And it's wrong. It's very wrong to say that to somebody. She could have just been sick because she was sick. Because of her purpose and her destiny, that sickness came upon her. See, there's a shift happening right now. When somebody comes in sick to our doors, we can't say, well, where did you sin at? What did you do wrong that now you're sick? No, that's wrong. <laughs> they might have not done anything wrong. But the Lord is here. And he wants to heal them and be gentle and be the fruits of the spirit to them. Have patience with them. Love them and be gentle and kind to them. Because they're very fragile. We got a lot of farmers in here. And I saw bags and bags of the harvest in my dream and this big old red barn and it was a red barn and I'm like God your blood your blood will come and cleanse them your blood will come and clean them up and make them white as snow because there's nothing more powerful than the blood of Jesus. I'm telling you today, there's nothing you and I can do for a harvest of people that's going to change anything in their lives but the blood of Jesus. Once the touch of the blood of Jesus lands on them, that's what's going to change them. Evangelism is going to change. That's why he's starting first with us. He's saying, let me take you through the transformation. Let me come touch you. So that way when they come in, you'll know, you know, the Lord is taking us back where we started from, a lot of us. Something happened along your walk. And I'm not talking about sin. Everybody goes straight to sin. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Something dis disturbed your walk and the path God had you on. Could have been distractions, could have been family problems, it could have been anything. And the Lord this morning is just showing me, he's like, I'm going to put them back where they were originally supposed to be. Them loving me and me loving them. 
And when you move, you're going to move through his heart from now on. And not your own heart that has been wounded or that has gone through things. Or the, the numbness that sometimes comes and tries to sit on you of the enemy and the devil that doesn't allow you to feel anything. The Lord is coming to touch our hearts so we can begin to feel again. So we can begin to feel his love come through us as a willing vessel that when we speak, we speak out of his heart. That when we move out of the presence, we're moving out of the presence of heaven connected with his heart. It's very different this time. The harvest is coming. But love is the key because love covers a multitude of sins. Let's just stand this morning. We cannot misuse our authority as kings and priests of the Most High. If there is an addiction that you're struggling with this morning, and you need relief this morning, please come up. There's nothing that can walk in these doors that would ever offend me or look at anybody differently in this place. Because I probably went through it myself. I'm just being transparent. I did the drugs. I did, I did all that stuff. And it didn't matter to Jesus. And it still doesn't matter to him. What matters to him is your surrendering heart this morning. Maybe you fell away from the Lord because, because you were mishandled. Or maybe you don't know how to get back to that place of deepness with him. And you're faking it to make it. And the Lord's saying, come up here and just receive this morning. I want to touch your heart. See, because there's a purpose and a destiny that it wants to break open from you this morning. The heavens want to come touch you this morning. It's not me or anybody. The heavens are going to come touch you and transform your mind and your heart and your soul. God, our heart just longs for you, Lord. Our soul cries out for you, God. We can do nothing without you, Lord. If you're looking for change, come up. 
If you're looking to be transformed by the Holy Spirit, oh, then come up here. Because we're going to pray that God's hand comes and touches you this morning. No harvest will go to waste this season. This place will be trusted with the harvest this season. We will be gentle, God. We will be kind, Lord. And we will extend mercy, God. <laughs> because mercy is extended to us, God. And he's coming up with such grace this morning because you can't have mercy without grace. just pray right now, Lord, that those that came up, Lord, that you touch them with your hand this morning, Lord. That you do an exchange with them, God, that whatever their cravings have been, Lord, that you begin to shift them for the cravings of more of you, Lord. The longing for more of you, Lord. You will take addictions away this morning, Lord. The counterfeit of addictions, God, would be broken this morning, Lord. That your love would spill over them this morning, Lord. They would feel your love again, God. <laughs> the love that comes and covers a multitude of sin, God. He's touching you right now. Oh, he's touching me right now found in your hands fullness of joy every fear suddenly wiped away here in your presence all of my gains now fade away every crown no longer on display here in your Pray. 
if you came up here, I just heard the Lord say, today's a new day. Today is a new day, and you don't have to look at yesterday. <laughs> so today is your new beginning. Whatever it is you walked in with, God is saying, today's a new day. And when you leave this place, you leave feeling light as a feather. And give to the Lord whatever it is you came in carrying this morning. Because he is the carrier of your burdens and your worries, not you. And he is yoking you this morning to be in his peace and to be in his rest. I just heard, no worries, be happy, like that song used to sing. <laughs> no worries, be happy. <laughs> the joy of the Lord is your strength. <laughs> we just want to thank everybody for coming this morning to the Revival Hub. Tonight we will have another night at 7 p.m. for the Northwest Outpouring tonight. Please invite somebody. Bring your friends, your family, those that need a touch of the Lord. Because we're just going to go in deeper tonight. And there's just going to be more. So be come ready tonight. Get a little bit of rest in between these services. And come ready to receive tonight. God bless you. We love you very much. <laughs>